This is Radio Havana, Cuba. This is Radio Pyongyang of the Democratic People's Republic of Korea. This is Moscow. Everybody, it's that time once again where we're going to do the crazy talk. That's right. It's time once again for a little crazy talk. November 8th, 2009. I'm your host, Doc Normal. And that's the base. So we'll just fade that right out. Hey everybody, I hope uh, everyone's had a good good weekend, and uh, it's Sunday night. This is my NAPOD POMO experiment, uh, National Podcasting Month. I can't sit here and do it alone. I need a good guest. I need someone to be on with me, and tonight uh, I am very uh, graciously joined by a guy who took a little time out of his schedule to be with me here. Ladies and gentlemen, it's uh, Robert Wagner, PDX Sucks. Robert, you with me? I am with you. You there? I am here. Awesome. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule. I know you're busy over there at uh, PDX FM. Yeah, it's Sunday. I don't... You know, I don't really do much on Sunday. I like to pretend like I do. Really? But yeah, you know, I mean, it, it puts up a nice little show, so people kind of go, oh, wow, he's, you know, he's really, they must be cooking something really cool up there. And yeah, we are. And just not on Sundays. So it's just all an act. It's like, I'm working really hard, I'm working really hard, you're tweeting that out, and it's just all an act. You're really just no. sitting watching football drinking. Uh, on Sunday, yeah. I, I use Hootsuite, so it sends out these tweets all during Sundays. <laughs> And it just, nice. it makes it, you know, it gives the illusion that I'm busy. I love it. Don't we all? <laughs> um, before we get into it, uh, you did send out a tweet via your Hootsuite uh, that you're launching another channel. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about that? <laughs> well, I just did. That's, that's as much as I'm going to say about it. That's as much as you know. Yeah, that's, that's as far as I've got. Um, we basically did some um, uh, kind of market research. <laughs> yeah, we found that um, you know, demographically speaking, it oh, was yeah. mostly adult males between the ages of eighteen and thirty-five. Now, now were, are these the uh, uh, personal people meter uh, numbers that you're getting? The Arbitron people meter numbers when people walking into garages listening to uh, PDX FM. Yeah, the problem is those we're sending out a different pulse. We're trying to get KPAM's <laughs> numbers up. There we go. Well, I think they're losing all of their conservatives or something, or someone's losing their conservatives. I, I don't know. I don't understand terrestrial. I don't understand this radio business thing anymore. No, it's it's all about who can give you shock value for your, for your dollar. Really? Well, you're, I think so. you guys are doing pretty good there. You and Sabrina, not not really shock though. I mean, it's 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 not a. Uh, let's put it put it this way: you don't put on PDX sucks, you know, with the with the family after church. So to speak, but uh, you know, 
No, but we're not like, you know, prank calling people's grandmothers either. So <laughs> that's, you know, oh. that, that's, that's part of where we get a little bit different, I suppose. We're prank calling guys who prank call people's grandmothers. Robert, Robert. That prank calls just never get old in radio. Come on. That and fart jokes, right? Well, you know what's weird? We, we tried doing prank phone calls live on the air, like really early. And people got pissed off. I mean, like the listeners, they'd just be like, oh, what is this? You know, I don't want to hear this. But, you know, that that's all well and good. It doesn't mean I don't want to do it. So it, it's kind of a catch-22. You just wait until, you know, when you have real-time numbers, you can tell who's on. And so if you have too many complainers on, you just don't do it. You wait until they're gone. Yeah, well, what's the point? I mean, it's like... Like you said, you know, you're prank calling some unsuspecting moron. I mean, that's that's compelling radio, right? You know, I mean, it's not like prank calling, you know, the White House or something. You know, that, you know, I don't know. I, I don't like I don't like that whole prank call crap anyway. Uh, I, I need something a little bit more to listen to. And you guys get into all kinds of things. I mean, so other than the preparation of uh, number one, fuck this. Number one, fuck that. Uh, one, two, three, go Timbers. Four, fuck this. Um, what kind of stuff do you kind of go for on PDX sucks? I mean, what what preparation? What do you what do you pull the the info? Well, you're forgetting one A, which is housekeeping. Housekeeping. <laughs> but um, that never gets old, by the way. No, it doesn't. And you have to have that stuff, I guess. We fell into that. It was kind of an accident. I just said that one day, and she followed up with it. Sabrina's really good at, like, the finding Copying that weird you? little... Yeah. <laughs> um, normally, I guess what we do is I'll kind of sit there and, you know, be pretty useless. And she'll compile a list of things that she thinks are kind of important. You know, be it, like, news things or, you know, just weird stuff that happens around town or... You know, things that kind of she's, she's noticed that I've complained about during the course of the previous day. And she'll make this list, and we'll kind of go through it, and yeah. I don't know. That's usually at about 7.50. you got to throw out all the Oregon Ballet Theater stuff, right? It's like, no, Sabrina, we're not 10 stories about the ballet now. Yeah, we'll, we'll just give you your own show for that, <laughs> and um, we'll stick to other stuff. And then, you know, usually we throw out the serious stuff, the stuff that's kind of like, well, you know, Somebody got hit by a car or, you know, something like that. Just the stuff that just doesn't make sense to do. Well, yeah, things that we can't, um... Unless, unless you can call the person in the hospital and prank call them, you know. If, if they're grandmothers and we can get boobs in there somewhere, then definitely. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, you you kind of go through... What, what, what's the newspaper you... you what is that, the, the crackhead um, report or whatever that thing is that... Uh, Oh, busted. busted. Busted magazine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there, there it's you know there's not a whole lot of news in there though. It's just it's like a picture and then a name and what they did. And so it doesn't make for very good radio. It just makes for very good. It keeps everybody's spirits up around here. Well, you guys are descriptive about the the entries in Busted. I mean, you know, you paint the picture so to speak. And we're we're sort of like, yeah, bringing that to the the audio realm. We're we're artists like that. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, I mean, how do we get into this? I mean, it's just, um, it, you know, 
now one thing I got to say is for for this thing that I'm doing here, I have no plan. Um, yeah. I just get the the gear together and I start it up and go. Okay, now I need to to roll here. And as a matter of fact, um, uh, I was just getting back. We just did a remote Strange Love Live uh, for this week's episode um, uh, with the Duo Chronicles. So we were over in their studio recording. So it's a matter of getting back here and unpacking and and going. Okay, I need to I need to do this crazy talk thing. But um, uh, you know, I'd I'd like to. What I'd really be interested in, I mean, you know, there's there's been a lot of talk about radio, and you have been kind of in that conversation as well, as far as what's been going on with with uh, KUFO and Court and Fatboy, and we've had discussions in the past about this. I mean, it, let's face it, radio is really dead. I mean, is there, is there, I, I want you, Robert, defend radio. I mean, tell me if there's anything really worth listening to in the radio, or is this technology really done? It's like, you know, it's like the newspapers. It's like, you know, it's nice we're printing this on paper, but uh, there's a new way to get this information. I mean, I, every day I actually listen to you live on my iPhone. It's like having a radio. I'm able to stream it. I just go up to the website and click play. And uh, I can take that in my car, and I know people who can play that, you know, hook hook your iPod up to your car stereo, and uh, pretty much uh, there's my drive time right there. I don't need to tune into whatever the radio station is and listen to, you know, I don't know, 20 commercials uh, while I'm, I'm uh, you know, trying to get, like, uh, two minutes of on-air talk or, or music. I mean... God knows that we've talked about this before. I've, n- I've never listened to the radio for music. Um, satellite, maybe a little bit, but not so much. You know, I mean, where do you see this going? I mean, do you see just radio just going into, you know, the whole industry going into bankruptcy, just like the newspapers? Eventually, yes. I mean, I'd, I'd like to be able to say, I'd like to be noble and say that, you know, hey, radio officially died for me on October 23rd, you know, when, the, when those guys got fired. But truth be told, I wasn't listening to them on that station anyway. I just wanted them to get paychecks. You know, I mean, it's, I, I knew that they were producing their podcast from there from the live show, but God, it was painful to have to listen to that stuff where, you know, there, there's, there's literally 10 minutes of commercials, four songs, one of them slipknot. They talk for two minutes and then you're back. And I got another dose of that the other day. I had managed to catch a little bit of, um, they were on, um, Oh, they were on with Bozick on the station he's on. So you're talking about Court and Fatboy. Yeah. And two of the smarter it, people in radio. Yeah. And, and, you know, here they are. He's, <laughs> you know, they're, they're pitching it like, you know, hey, it's going to be on at 11 o'clock. And, you know, come 11.15, they still weren't on yet. And bingo, they're on in like, you know, two second chunks and they can barely get a word in edgewise. And then, you know, bingo, hey, Mattress World, you know, here comes a commercial. Here's another, you know, here's Van Halen running with the devil. And it's just, it's not, they're, they're not allowing the listener to get into a rhythm of actually listening to something. I mean, it's, it's so distracting that I'm surprised that people can actually drive with it on anymore. Uh, you can't. I mean, I don't, I don't want to listen to, I, you know, it, it, here's the funny thing. Uh, I was thinking about this uh, on the ride home today. Uh, you know, I was thinking about the, the newspaper business. 
And I canceled my newspaper. I canceled my Oregonian like 12 years ago. I mean, I was already getting stuff online back then. I was like, you know, come on. You know, I, I got this guy throwing this thing in front of my my door every every day, and it's laden with you know coupons and ads and all this crap um, that I don't want. You know, I would look at the circulation numbers that a newspaper like the Oregonian would quote, and you know, I always wondered. Were, did these circulation numbers include that free freaking paper that they would throw every Wednesday full of coupons and some fluff crap articles about, I don't know, gardening, you know, planting huckleberries in your backyard or whatever the hell that crap was and some, you know, a couple arts pages. Not that there's anything wrong with the arts. I love the arts. But this crap that they would throw and you'd have to call them up three times to go, you know that thing that you litter my front yard with? That paper, that freebie, can you throw that away? So yeah. you you can't tell me that that those numbers weren't included in their circulation numbers. This free thing that they threw out, and now and now radio is looking at the uh, personal people meter. This Arbitron thing that you clip on and it uses the same technology that you see on iPhones that that identifies what station is 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 playing at the time. Well, so I walk in, I you know I had a dental appointment. This uh, this last week, right? Got my teeth cleaned. What did I do? Sit there and listen listen to an hour of Kink FM, right? I didn't right. want to listen to Kink FM. It just was on. I I just tuned it out. I was on Twitter. Um, you know, I was focused on you know the, the little explorer that they put in their thing. And it's like, oh, I, I just got to get this a little bit more right here. You got some build up here, ah, you know. Um, you know, put on the metal station or put on some something, some thrash or something. I don't know. But, you know, these numbers, I think, for a while have been inflated and have been fake. And so when when you're on the net and you're going out and trying to get advertisers and you're out there saying, well, what are your numbers looking like? Well, these are engaged audience numbers, right? And then you're you're up against these guys who are quoting these numbers of, of, you know, I don't know what percentage, what majority percentage of these people aren't even listening to that crap that's coming out of the radio or throwing that paper that that gets thrown on their car uh, once a week in midweek into uh, into the trash and not even reading it. Yeah, I mean, like the the people meter thing. I have a wonder. You know, if, if I'm standing, you know, let's say I'm one of these little Arbitron guinea pigs and I'm wearing my, my cool little, you know, prison bracelet around my ankle or wherever this thing goes. And nice. This, yeah, this, this guy comes up and he's, he's cranking, you know, Metallica or something out of his car and he happens to have, you know, KUFO on or whatever. And, you know, he's, he's stopped at a light and I'm standing there for 30 seconds waiting to cross the street. Are they actually picking up now that I chose to listen to that at that time? No. And, you know, I mean, is it is it going to go back when I, you know, charge the thing up and give it back at the end of the month or whatever? Do they now think that, oh, wow, you know, we see you, you know, listen to KUFO here and you, you listen to the station over here. And, you know, how does that actually work? Because there are so many times during the day, you know, you walk into a convenience store, they're playing something, you know, on there. I mean, is it picking that up? 
Yeah, and as I as I read their documentation, it, it it looks like that's the case. You know, like every time you're exposed to the radio, and it it gets these little you know pulses, it it picks it up, and it's now counting you as you know, hey, you too like Kink FM. And I'm, well, no, I don't. I just happen to you know live across the street from a, a convenience store, and you know I'm kind of a lazy bastard, so I go there a lot. And they like that station. I don't. But I tend to think that as far as you know, like advertisers are concerned, it's it's tough because they're not used to anything different. They're used to you know what they've been you know, fed for so many years, and what they've been fed really is how we're, how we're kind of seeing the challenges. Is that if you explain it to them as, look, with radio, you have eighteen choices on a dial, maybe you know, and somebody you know because they forgot their iPod that day or. You know, for whatever reason, they can pick from one of those 18 stations. It doesn't mean they want to. It means that's all they had. With something like internet radio or like what we're doing or, or anything delivered through the internet, really, you're choosing to go there. You know, you actually had to have sought it out, decided you liked it, and decided, you know, hey, I want to go back. I really like this because the choices there are infinite. I mean, you're not up against 17 other stations in your market. You're up against a billion stations across the world. And so that has more impact, I think, when you actually go to sell that advertising that, you know, these aren't people who are just randomly looking for something to listen to. There are people who are looking to listen to this. And if if we can sell something that the people... You know, these personalities really believe in and really use, well, hey, you're on to something because these people are actually listening to those personalities. They trust them. They're engaging with them every day. They're listening to them every day. And they are really into whatever they might be peddling if it's something, you know, that they feel they truly believe these people like. You know, an endorsement of sorts, you know, rather than, you know, a 30-second soundbite of some lady who's, you know, you know, really hip on a particular type of massage or something, you know, whatever it might be. So, uh, you know, so one one thought there is that at least um, the listeners, the viewers are folks uh, who need to know how to operate an iPod and, uh, you know, fire up their computer and, uh, and um, you know, know how to, like, stream video. Uh, to watch SLL live and chat. So, I mean, that's uh, at least, you know, not, you know, maybe you're not getting the uh, average uh, kind of person who's just sitting in front of the TV. Although I, I, I would say that that is most people now. I don't think that, um, I think, you know, in advertising, we always dumb down the audience when we assess the audience or when adver- no, when we, when advertising assesses the audience. It's always the lowest common denominator, and I think the difference now on the web is that we're not we're not talking about the lowest common denominator anymore. We're talking about the the, the average person who actually does know how to operate their web browser, does know how to operate an iPhone and 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 listen to PDX sucks every morning and PDX FM, you know, and you know I think that the, these are the people that uh, you know advertisers uh, want to. Uh, want to uh, get involved with. And these are people who are also chatting online and can interact online that you don't have at all with radio. Um, there's no chat room there. 
there's no chat room like there's a chat room right now. We're streaming live. There's a chat room. You you stream live. There's a chat room. People can interact with you. People can send you an email. People can tweet at you. So, uh, given that, I want to get into um, you posted a couple months ago on Oregon Media Central. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. I cringe every time I say OregonMediaCentral.com. But anyway, um, uh, basically was you were launching PDXFM and you said, hey, I want to make some media buys. How do I go about that? And, you know, outside of the fact that that thread on Oregon Media Central devolved into some weird thing, I don't know what, what was going on there with some former business partners or who knows. I, I don't want to get into that. Um, but what answers did you get? What did you come away uh, with uh, on your question as to I'm launching PDXFM on the web. I'm launching content on the web. I want to do a media buy. Um, you know, help me out here. Where do I go? Um, what's the experience? Where are you at with that? I gave up. Wow. Um yeah, I, I completely gave up. I mean, it was one of the things we had a really hard time with was even getting rates from anybody. And it was interesting. We, we actually went back and called some of these people because, you know, originally you, you stop and think, well, okay, you're probably – maybe a lot of these people don't want to sell advertising, say, on the radio because, you know, you're, you're advertising something that – at the time, it's it's a podcast, it's a live show. It's it's not any real threat to them, but we thought it would be kind of you know fun to try and buy advertising. You know, figured you know it's if we take what we figure it's probably worth. You know, what we investigated it was affordable for us. Now, what were you looking for exactly? I mean, was it a billboard in town, or you know, one of those things on the bus, or what were you looking for? Uh, we started with radio, and eventually went to looking for a billboard. And the billboard thing was either phenomenally expensive or in one case was just, we can't put that because people are going to, you know, at the time it was just, it was just Portland sucks. And it was, you know, how are we going to, we, we don't want to have this on the side of the road. And it's like, okay, I get that. You know, that, that sort of made sense once it was explained to me. Sure. But with the radio bit, it was, we were looking just to buy 15 second spots, 30 second spots. And the first huge challenge was getting anybody to even call back. I mean, it was, we weren't even, you know, telling anybody, hey, here's what we're trying to actually advertise. It was just, you know, hey, we need advertising. Can you give us a call back? And, you know, days and weeks went by and we, we got nothing. I mean, absolutely nothing back. Um, the people we did talk to weren't very receptive to it, didn't quite get it. They were, you know, obviously very concerned about what it was we were trying to advertise, but, I don't think because of what it was. I think it was because they were just trying to overthink whatever market they still had. We thought, you know, we know the stations around town that would probably get this versus the ones that don't. You know, you're, you're not going to put this on, you know, here KPAM or something like that. It's just it's not going to sell there. But Although I'd love to see it there. Oh, I would too. <laughs> that would be interesting. Um, you know, and you know, maybe they'll get to the point where they'll they'll start calling back because they'll need the money that bad. But and that would and be now fun. live. I, we'd I'm like to <laughs> bring in our anchor sponsor, PDX Sucks, for the Victoria Taft Show, ladies and gentlemen. 
Yeah, I don't know. Is, is she even on there? I don't know. It's like one of those. She is. Yeah, that show in particular would be fun, but yeah, yeah. It just it was weird. It was they were in no hurry to sell anything, and uh, one of the big companies, um, you know, because it's you're never really talking to a station after a certain point. You're talking to the parent company, and we ended up having to call um, the Seattle office called them and it was like this loop they were okay well for that you're going to need to call the portland office well you call the portland office bingo it just redirects you back to the seattle office again and you get to the point where you're kind of like well gee you know gosh i I wonder why they're having a really hard time selling advertising you know you can't get through to anybody this is before we even said what it was right it was just it was weird it was just like it was like a like a revolving door that just you, you could never get out of and eventually, just we just got tired of it. it. It just got to the point where, okay, we could do this, but is it really worth it? You know, is it really worth dealing with all this every time you'd want to renew it, um, do it again? You know, whatever. And what kind of the minimum, other, what kind of minimum buy were they looking at? Uh, we figured it'd be a couple grand, um, and for that, we would get some, you know, some fairly decent time. Uh, the thing I didn't like the most though was is that. They really don't have an accurate measurement of who's listening. They have a, they have a guess, you know, and that's, that's really all they can do. And I get that, but I don't, you know, you get the feeling when you're talking to them that their guess isn't very good because it's like, you know, trying to get blood from a stone to actually get even an approximate number. That's interesting. That's interesting is you and, you know, you and I and folks who are trying to, you know, you, you're in the business. Um, we at SLL are trying to make a sustainable product here, as you know. I'm sure you've heard me talk about that. Um, and, um, you know, it's interesting that I think that we we have accurate numbers and that we can, you know, we can, we can talk to those. But, you know, you're, you're telling me that an advertiser goes to the radio and say, hey, give me the numbers, give me the demographic, give me everything you've got before I sign the check. And they're like, uh, not exactly. Yeah. Something a little nefarious about that, if you ask me. Oh, yeah. I mean, completely. And I think until they can change that, or unless they can change it, without... I don't know. So it's sort of devolving into this, this area where, you know, okay, you have, you know, a thousand people walking around town. Let's, let's pretend that they're of a particular, um, that they're from all walks of life. They're, they're half male, half female. They're of multiple ethnicities. <laughs> that's, that's the, my target demo right there. The half male, yeah. half female target demo. Yeah. <laughs> and, and they're all walking around with these little people meters. Exactly. And, and, and presumably, you know, they're getting all an equal share of, you know, what people are listening to, which, you know, everybody knows is not the case. I mean, the, the I, I think it's the, the Latino community down in California is just up in arms about this thing, you know, because they know who's getting these little meters to wear. So it's, you know, they're, they're automatically sort of spinning it to, you know, whatever their needs suit at a particular time. Until they can come up with a way of actually getting a definitive hard number or even close. I mean, you know, give or take a hundred would be fine. Give or take a thousand. You know, I'm sorry. I got, I got to stop you right there. This is ridiculous. This is absolutely Uh ridiculous. You're talking about technology and trying to get the accurate numbers. We have those today. 
because we're on the web. We know the people we're, we're talking to. We know the numbers. We know where they come from. We interact with them every day. These guys are trying to like sit there and figure this out with their people meters and you know before that their Arbitron books or whatever the hell that that crap was. We know that today. We have uh, our 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 metrics. I mean on the web, let's face it, it's an IP address. We know where you live, kids. <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean and, and I don't oh, yeah. mean it, I don't mean it that I don't mean to be that nefarious about it, but we know we know who's engaged, um, when and where. And I don't mean like, you know, to the person and, you know, you know, oh, there's Rose Harding. She's listening. Oh, <laughs> no, she just stopped listening. Um, hi, Rose. I met you last week. Good to meet you. Um, but y- you know what I'm saying is that we, we can actually, we, we have very, very good metrics on the web. Uh, because it is the web, because of the technology, and 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 you know you're sitting here telling me about the people meters and all this stuff and them trying to dig this out and the demographics. Sure, the demographics. You know what? Throw up a uh, 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 go on your Facebook fan page and throw up a, a like a survey or something, or go to Survey Monkey and throw up a survey for your show and say, "Hey, everybody, go." You could do that yourself. You know, you, Robert, the host of your show, you know, and and there's your data right there. I mean, it, it amazes me that you've got this 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 media, this medium that has to go in and try to figure this out when we have the platform today that can give us all that, you know, with a click of a mouse. The other thing we have, though, and this is the unfortunate part, at least as far as radio is concerned or streaming radio, is in our case, our biggest fear has been that all these big companies have dabbled in this already and have already told the advertisers that, you know, hey, and, you know, it, it maybe people aren't, you know, necessarily listening to kink in the afternoon, but they're probably listening to another, you know, I'm not sure who, you know, who, who owns Kink right now, anyway? It's it's the same. It's Alpha Broadcasting. Okay, it's the same guys. Let's, let, let, let's not. Okay, yeah. Let's let's pretend it's like a month ago, and it's right. Kink. Okay, so you know, hey, here's Kink, and and you yeah. know, I, for me, I'm not trying to rip on Alpha Broadcasting or whatever. They're they they did their media buy. They bought the stations. They're doing what they did. Um, I'll be honest with you. I went in and read the All Access Larry Wilson interview, and. It actually was very interesting. I would encourage. I don't. Did you read the All Access interview with Larry Wilson, the guy who heads Alpha Broadcasting and bought all these stations in Portland? Have you read that? How long ago? I just read one in Time. I don't think I read. No, one no, no. no. Read, read the All Access interview. The one in Time is a fluff piece. It's a bunch of garbage. Um, the um, the one in All Access was was very good, and it was very in depth, and. He's the guy, Larry Wilson, the guy who bought these stations, who said, you know, I don't like that personal people meter. I don't, I want to engage the audience. To, I mean, I read this thing and I'm like, I'm like, Larry, this is the web playbook. I was surprised. It validated what we do on the web. And I was like, God, I wish you would have taken that money and put it over here in the web instead of the stations. But he's a radio guy. He understands the business side and... 
you know, you know, I, I don't understand radio. Uh, you know, you're not a radio guy. Who knows? You know, but if you read through that, um, he makes he makes a strong case against things like the personal people meter. And he's the guy who bought the radio stations. It was amazing. I mean, I, I sent it over to Tarosi and I said, this is like what we we're talking about on the Web. He's actually validating what we're talking about on the Web for numbers and engagement and, and you know, the local, hyper-local kind of engagement. It was, it was fascinating and actually a pretty good article and pretty good pretty good interview. I just, my my take on his, his interview was, why did you, you know, other than being an old radio guy who, who was very, very successful at radio uh, from a business standpoint, because I think he made millions and billions or something, um, why did you choose to reinvest in radio now? Other than the fact that I think right now radio is a fire sale, just like newspapers yeah. are. Oh, yeah. It was a and good I, read. I mean, I had I had a lot of respect for the guy because, um, you know, get away from programming decisions and people getting fired and all that. If you actually read through the strategy, I mean, this is my strategy, too. Um it, it's a good read. I'd encourage anyone to, to read that. It's on all access, um, I think, is... I can't... I'll, I'll, I'll dial up the web web page. Um, don't read the time thing. The time thing was, was nonsense. Too um, late. What's that? <laughs> too late. No, I read the time thing, too, and it was like... Uh, it was like, yeah, whatever, you know. I'm sorry. I interrupted you, but... Um, but you were... You were talking about... Um, what the hell were you talking about, man? I'm halfway through my uh, my scotch. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, what are you drinking? Yeah. What no, do you got? Beer. You got the beer. I've got beer. <laughs> scotch is dry up. I'd have to get a ladder. I know. Um, I, I we need to get together again, and uh, I, I owe you another scotch. Yes, that would be good. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> a month ago. All those stations were owned by CBS or, you know, yeah. four out of the six or That's whatever. That's correct. And you have to figure the CBS the, and Intercom and Clear Channel, all those guys, they had already made their rounds with advertisers, you know, several years ago talking about, and now, you know, people sitting in front of their desktop, you know, super cool compact computer can listen to this too. And this will bring up the numbers and it'll enhance everything. And, you know, you just watch, you know, sales will go up and, Advertisers already saw that and didn't see positive results from it. They saw internet radio and thought, well, you know, this is all well and good, but it's just, it's the same thing. It just happens to be coming out of a computer speaker instead of your car stereo. And so I think that's where a little bit of the, the difficulty nowadays comes in because a lot of these people have already been burned by that that whole thing, you know, that nobody took advantage of what you really could do with it. You know, and same thing with video. It's just when you stop and really think of all the things technology would allow you to do with web video that people aren't yet doing for one reason or another, you know, people are astounded by Hulu. And to me, Hulu is is kind of like, well, this is all well and good. I can go back and I can watch, a, you know, a What's Happening episode from 1973, and that's great. Hey, hey don't do knock whatever. the What's Happening. Hey, 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 hey. No, that's, that's <laughs> hey, that's all I've done. That fantasy island. <laughs> the plane. Housekeeping. Yeah, exactly. As far as like new, yeah, exactly. as far as like new programming, though, there's... Rena's going to kill me now. 
<clears throat> She's I, she revels in that kind of stuff. It's like, oh, did you hear? I got a shout. <laughs> shout out. I love her so much. I'm with I'm with your audience. I love her. You uh, not so much. You're the bad guy. Yeah, I don't know. We figured out the other day that she's actually the show, and that's that's why the introduction goes the way it does. It's just I'm basically there to introduce her, and I'm trying to convince all... Cammy Chaos that I'm Strange Love Live. I'm the show, but it's not not working. Not working. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Wow, disembodied voice syndrome. I know. I know. I have visitors. It's not good. It's not good. My show. My show. And I suck at this, by the way. Um, yeah, it was all access music group, power player, alphas, Larry Wilson profiled by time. I'll just look, pull that up. I think, I think that was it. Or did they change it? Um, yeah, no, they did it. They did an inter- interview. Um, it's just Larry Wilson. Let me uh, try to pull that up here. The thing is, it was a good interview. I mean, it was actually, you know, uh, I mean, honestly, the guy swooped in on a fire sale and, um, you know, he's going to turn the business around, but then he talks about, uh, you know, oh, here's a quote right here. I'm just going to say this, you know, uh, the change in radio is Arbitron's PPM personal people meter. What's your take on that? We're just starting personal people meter here. I think it generates a very flawed sample. Well, there you go, Larry, (laughs) you know, we agree. So there's a lot. We agree. Uh, There's a lot. I agree with in this, in this, um, in this, uh, uh, um, in this, uh, uh, interview, um, then disagree. I mean, I thought that was kind of interesting. Other than the fact that he went to radio, and you know, I'm sure, I'm sure with business changes and stuff, with the price uh, that that you know he got, um, I'm sure he can turn a profit. He's obviously done it before. Uh, he's a businessman, but I'd like to see those dollars in the web, wouldn't you? Oh well, sure. I mean, I, you know, I, I think going back to you know, is the, the, the problem really Larry Wilson? Well, no, obviously not. I'm sure no, the guy's probably never man. turned on KUFO in his life, and he probably never will. He probably doesn't even know what those guys do on there. It's no, like, he, he doesn't the care. He just, yeah. yeah, he just knows that, you know, in this market over here, they've had success doing this, right. and in this market over here, they had success doing this. And I mean, I know, I, mean, I lived in Seattle when um, one of those guys was on, and people loved him. You know, they, they, they loved him. I couldn't stand him, but that's, you know, I'm one guy, you know, next to 30 people who want to hear that. Well, my needs really don't matter a whole lot. Exactly. You know, and, and, you know, from a purely business perspective, sure, if he has people around him going, this is what's going to sell, this is what's worked over here. Well, obviously he's going to want to do that, especially if he can get, you know, get it at a, you know, a cut rate or whatever it is. I mean, I think one of the the things that's kind of interesting about it is is that most of the you know if you think the stations were a fire sale, I tend to think that a lot of the people that are on at least in on that station, I think it's kind of the same thing. It's it's kind of like talent fire sale. Who can we get in here to shake things up for cheap? And if you right. look at you know there, there's one guy in particular there that you know well, one of Christ, the if he 
one of the on air guys is the PD, right? The program director. Oh yeah, you know. So you so got this guy multitasking. There's two uh, jobs there, in there's one. There's another guy that's that's a local individual who's been around forever. I mean, that guy'd wash your car for money at one point. I mean, it's he's practically begging to be on. So yeah, you don't have to do much to get people on the radio. It's can you actually get anybody that you'll that you can keep on it that's any good? And I think when he walked in there, he just saw, well, these numbers could improve over here, and these numbers over here, they're not bad, so we'll leave that alone. And, well, over here, let's steal this guy, this guy, this guy. Well, I don't think it was him. I think it was the his operations manager that he hired. And they needed some market research. And the one thing, you know, outside of the interview that they did on All Access, the one thing is that they did do some, like, market research, and they said, well, Boston does this, and so Portland does that. And it's like, but, you know... That's not, I guess that's not the local idea, you know, to, to, to figure out what people like in the local market in Portland and compare it to Boston. But, but I don't know. I mean, it's, it's like, I, you know, I mean, this is, this is all radio and, and arguably I know nothing about this business and who knows. Um, you're doing something different. You're doing something that looks on the outset like radio, but it's not really radio. Um, you know, the, I guess the question is: um, these guys are moving in one direction. You have Court and Fatboy launching their show uh, tomorrow on the podcast. Very smart guys, because um, right, they've been podcasting for a while now. They've been posting their shows on the podcast, and and they're uh, you know they they you know he uh, a few weeks ago, um, Bobby Fatboy Roberts. I like to nickname him, call him Court. Um, <laughs> you know, he was here, and we briefly got into it. And like every Strange Love Live episode, he got fired the next week. Uh, that's just kind of our MO. So if you're you know, gainfully employed, you might consider um, not being a guest on Strange Love Live, because it seems like you'll have a life change the next week. Um, but, uh, it, you know, he... He talked about that, and he talked about radio in a very kind of disparaging way on our show. I mean, not really disparaging, but, you know, he was, like, all about the podcasting and all about the web. And they've been doing this for some time. So they, he, you know, it's almost like they had an exit strategy, right? They already figured it out. We're not going to whine about that. And they didn't whine about it. They were both like, yeah, you know, people lose their jobs in radio. Get over it, you know. Um, yeah. Both of them did. And where, I mean, are they going to make a go of it? Do you, do you think, I mean, how are they going to make a go of it? What, what do you think? I mean, do you think, you know, podcasting for old radio folks is going to work? I mean, uh, you know, on the front page of Oregon, whatever, you know, Greg Nibbler and Sarah Dillon um, are now starting their third, you know, episode of their new podcast, right? Um you know, I mean, is this an exit strategy? Do they build an audience and do they, are they successful? Are they, you know, are they, are they feeding, feeding the family and putting a roof over their head or what do they need to do? Or do they need, or do they do need to podcast until someone comes down and says, okay, you can be on the radio again. Um, those are nice demo tapes. Here you go. Um, you're back on the radio. I think, 
the irony of it. Just just to take a step back, okay, so I was on your show, what, three weeks ago? Right. I stopped paying myself the week after that just so I fit in with everybody else. Thank you very much. Uh, the, the, the Strange Love Live curse continues. Yeah, I, we, I want to you know, shut down I, whole I companies, you know. Myself. Right, we we shut down whole technology companies um, with our show. I don't know why. It's the hand of the evil hand of God, or something that something about Strange of Live or or Cami Chaos or something. We're like the pariah. I wouldn't go on our show. Trust me. Yeah, next week on Strange Love Live, all four DJs from KUFO. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Just get it over with now. Um. You know, it's interesting. I've never thought of Court and Fatboy as being radio personalities anyway, because I've really only listened to them on the radio three or four times. I've always thought of them as podcasters. Right. Because um, how can you listen to, to them though, on the radio, for Christ's sake? Oh, my God. If you want yeah, to listen to their I'm, content, go download it on their podcast. Yeah, they're, they're, No kidding. They were, never, they were never on long enough on KUFO for me to actually even tell who was who before I went. Exactly. You know, it's like, I have to go hear the podcast to figure that out. And like, some oh, of okay, us still him. can't tell who's who. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, liquor. It does that. Which one's the short one again? No. The mannequin? No. Um, yeah, it's a mannequin. <laughs> I'm sorry. But, I, you know, what? what's funny is, is in talking to people who've done radio, you know, who've been doing it every day and who've lost their jobs doing it. And not those two guys, but, you know, other people. It always comes back to, well, in the meantime, I guess I could do this podcasting to, you know, to keep my chops up or, you know, to make sure that, you know, everybody knows I'm kind of still around. And, you know, I'm thinking to myself, you know, that's all well and good. But to the right people... This could be worth four or five times what you made last year sitting on the radio. Your audience could be a hundred times greater than it ever was before. And you're looking at it as this demo. And it, it comes back to this whole, are you going to make the next great Oscar winning movie and put it out on a VHS tape? I mean, what sense does that make now? Exactly. You know, it's just, it's not forward thinking at all. And that's, I think, one of the things that radio has sort of ingrained into the people who've been in it for years is, is that, well, this is the way it's been and this is the way it'll always be. Well, bullshit. Radio hasn't been around that long in the whole scheme of things. Well, it was bound to go eventually. Look, you know, and when you got like a reporter for the, the newspaper coming on with, with the, the newly fired DJs, who start bringing up the, un, as I call them, the dirty, unwashed bloggers. You know, and you're like, buddy, what planet are you from? You know, it's like, well, I'm, I, I too blog in my pajamas. It's like, but, you know, it's the bloggers and the internet. I think he was trying to make a point, but um, you know what? That, that point was nice last year, but, you know, kind of get over it. Yes, there's blogs. There's streaming media. Leo Laporte's apparently making one and a half million dollars a year on 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 his uh, Twit network and his This Week in Tech. Uh, get over it, right? You know, um, your newspaper's not going to save you. Your radio station's probably not going to save you. You're in control of the content. So, but I mean, where I, I guess I guess my question is where you think that, like Court and Fatboy, what's their what's their business play? I mean, they. They have to eat, right? And this is this this show, Crazy Talk, 
I mean, I'm kind of obsessed with this topic because, look, we know the media is changing. I mean, it's been changing for a long time, but this is the critical point that it's changing. Um, mm-hmm. The overhead of newspapers, the overhead of, of, of media, uh, it just doesn't exist anymore. A guy with a video camera, a guy with a Twitter account can do breaking news, you know, and you can follow that on Twitter and you can get all the breaking news. Um, journalism's changing, entertainment's changing, webisodes, right? You know, the guild oh, yeah. or whatever, you know, um, you guys, you had the, uh, the zombie guys on last week doing a, a, a zombie webisode, right? Um, and we're not talking multi-millions of, of viewers, but we are talking significant numbers of viewers and a strong engagement with those viewers and a very sustainable business model. I mean, a sustainable amount of people who would who would buy products or, or be willing to be pitched to from a trusted source. So, I mean, I guess, I guess the question is, where do, you know, the, the court and fat boy, when they start their podcast after being fired from radio, where do they go? Are they, do they have an audience? Are they going to build it? I mean, I'm, I'm asking you for your crystal ball. I mean, really, you have a vision at PDX FM and you're an entrepreneur. Um, and, and I, I, I'm inspired by that, by the way, uh, and you have an audience, uh, you know, where do you think these guys are going? Where do you think PDX FM is going? I mean, do do you see this? What what what's what's the answer here? He says, trying to stumble. I'm going to take another drink. God damn it! <laughs> I'm an amateur at this. Um, I think as far as Court and Fatboy are concerned, I think it's a matter of keeping that audience. That they developed through the podcast, exactly. And I've, you know, I've no idea how large that audience was. I mean, I know that, but they have an audience. They do the midnight movies. They do these things. So obviously, they have, they have followers, right? Yeah. I, I mean, I, I can tell you that, you know, and I, I told them this the other day that you know when we put that phone number up to complain, it was, I mean, literally, it was you know over a gigabyte of phone messages for those guys. You know, and, and we're not talking like, you know, 320K MP3s here. We're talking, you know, crappy phone message MP3s. I mean, there was a lot of them, and they were nonstop, and they were, you know, it was in the hundreds. I mean, it was, you know, it, it approached a 1,000. And, yeah, how many of those people will actually, you know, move over to the podcast? Well, God, even if it's half of them, you're off to a good start. I can't imagine that they're 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 loyal audience was actually listening to them them on the radio at the end of the day. No, I wouldn't think so. All their their content was actually on the podcast. Yeah. And you could, you could fire anybody else in this city right now from the radio and they wouldn't get a quarter of that kind of response. You know, uh, you know, most of them, it'd be like, who, why, and why would I care? You know, because they're not connecting with their audience the way those two guys did. Whether or not they've thought beyond that to, you know, hey, are they, are they businessmen? Are they, you know, really thinking ahead and, you know, making a go of doing it that way? Well, that's, you know, kind of remains to be seen. I know that, you know, I mean, obviously, 
Fatboy Roberts, he's writing for Cracked and, and things like that. So he's, you know, he's making money anyway. But, you know, obviously losing that primary paycheck hurts. So, yeah, I mean, I hope they have a plan. I have no clue what it is. I think that it's really difficult to sell a podcast. And that's purely speaking from experience. I mean, been there, tried that. And I think that most people, if you go out there and you look at people who were successful at that or are currently successful at it, they're not trying to do it that way. It'd be akin to selling a newspaper 50 years ago that was just the business section or just, you know, page B6 to B12. You know, it's, it's not enough to continually entice advertisers to the point where, hey, you're going to get enough money generated to sustain yourself your family, whatever it might be. So you said something there that I think is interesting. It's it's difficult selling a podcast, right, with the air quotes. Mm-hmm. Is that the problem? Is that really the problem that we all have, is that we're trying to sell something that's really kind of still ill-defined, you know? I don't think it's so much that it's ill-defined. I think it's that it's a singular thing. I think. I mean, it's the same thing. How do you mean singular thing? You're, you and I are doing the same thing. I mean, you know, with some differences as far as we're, we're live streaming our content. So people can come in live, interact live with the show, right? Uh, then you're posting that on iTunes, essentially. I mean, to simplify things, right? So you download it to your iPhone. Um, uh, what else? I mean, interaction, live interaction, and podcasting, you know, and then and, and the whole iTunes, you know, downloading um, for listening or watching later uh, to catch up. What are we selling? I mean, what, what what's, what's the problem with the definition here? I think it's that if you take a look at, okay, so what's replacing newspapers? Well, some would say blogs are. But I would, I would argue that the, the blogs are replacing newspapers. Okay, but can you go to my blog and find out anything about sports? No, but but the example this week, and I unfortunately retweeted this, and it got retweeted by some very interesting people. Um, you know, TechCrunch did this whole, you know, Michael Arrington did this whole scoop on, you know, Facebook and kind of the nefarious advertising within Facebook. And uh, it was actually a blog post by, I think it's Daniel Lyons, who writes fake Steve Jobs, who basically ripped on the New York Times because the New York Times just published an article on the company that Arrington ripped on for being this just shitty, nefarious kind of uh, company that was using Facebook and gaming the system and getting people to sign up for, you know, all this kind of crap. I mean, you can go read, go look at TechCrunch. You can read the whole thing. I mean, it really, it really exposed an issue as to how uh, Facebook advertisers can really game the system. And the New York Times writes this glowing uh, uh, report on this company, and and uh, Daniel Lyons at at 
fake Steve Jobs goes, are you guys kidding me? This is the end of media. This is why, why newspapers are dying, right? Because this blog actually has the real story, and the New York Times couldn't even, you know, maybe, and granted, these guys have lead times, which is ridiculous to begin with. I hate the lead times, right? Um, and these guys couldn't, like, at least go back and go, well, we've written the story, but, you know, TechCrunch broke some news here, and there's been some developments in the company, and so we need to update our story before we publish. And that was his whole whole point. If you go up to go up to fake Steve Jobs and and read the blog post, um, that's news. That's the newspapers. That that that's an example, prime example of 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 where journalism stands today and where it's going. Um. So, you know, you make the argument that, you know, newspapers, blogs, I, I think it's blogs. I mean, I, you know, blogs are, again, blogs are a dirty word. Podcasting is a dirty word. Maybe we need new words for these things, new words for the medium. But and maybe that's just the problem. Maybe we need to market ourselves better. Maybe you need to market yourself better and, and somehow, you know, create some buzzword to what you do at PDXFM and PDX Sucks. I don't know. I mean, are you thinking about these things as you try to gain advertisers, as you try to, you know, essentially fund your your company? We have to be. I mean, just you can't employ people any other way. I think, though, that one of the things we're looking at is we've been trying to hold off on relying on advertiser dollars as long as possible. Um the reason being that, you know, you know, like somebody put in, you know, in chat, you know, podcasting is a dirty word. And therefore, if we can get away from podcasting as being that word or hold out long enough for it to change to something other than a dirty word, well, yeah, we're better off. Um, but I also think that what we're doing is sort of like podcasting with a bonus because it is, it has that live element. And, the live element changes a lot of things. It's it's become kind of one of the reasons I think we've done as well as we have, because people like the interaction of it. You know, they they like when Sabrina and I are on in the morning, and between the two of us, we've completely stumbled over something or um, just totally misquoted a fact or something like that, and they're right there to correct it. And you know, they get that shout out of the thanks or, or whatever, or you know, they get their comments right on the air or their joke told or, or whatever. They get to participate in a way that, you know, you, you can't do with radio and you can't even do with a podcast, really. I mean, you can tell people when when you're done, hey, for suggestions, questions, or comments, email us, you know. And we throw that in there, too, but it's purely for the people who hear it later. You know, we really want that live number just because it's that much more fun, I think, on both ends. We really enjoy that part of it. Um, there's nothing I hate more than actually having to sit down and make a pre-recorded podcast. I mean, it's just, it's a horrible, horrible thing to have to do. I agree. And most of the, yeah, we, most we of the time, I won't you. do it. Absolutely. We're, we're, we're in the same boat, you know. It, it's like, it, it's live or, or, yeah, absolutely. Because of the interaction, because of... It's live, right? You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Plus, then we don't have to post-produce, and that's a good thing. Um, <laughs> Five hours. Um, so, I mean, 
so again, I, I guess I'm trying to drill down to how, how do you sell your product? How do you sell your product to a potential advertisers? Robert, I want to advertise with you. What, what, what am I getting from you? What, what, you know, what are you, what are you giving me as an advertiser? I want to spend my money with you. What do you have to offer that, you know, this radio station over here or is, is, you know, competitively offering? The primary difference would be, actually the primary thing we'd be offering is extremely loyal listeners, lots of them that want to hear the types of things we like or that we use or that we would endorse. We would not recommend giving us a 30-second clip that some idiot at some creative agency made thinking that, yeah, this is going to sell popsicles. It would be better if we actually liked your popsicles and claimed that we did. And if we didn't, well, yeah, you're probably not really going to do as well. I, I think one of the, you know, I, some people have realized along the way that, you know, hey, this thing you did with Parker's Waffles, was that planned? You know, did they approach you? How did that work? And it was, no, literally, it was this waffle cart opened across the way. I had a waffle. I really liked it. I love the people that run the thing. I've never taken a dime from them. And I just like their waffles. And it's amazing how many people go there now. And it's, you know, I'm not saying, you know, hey, we did that or anything, but... I think if you asked them what impact did this have on your business, they'd tell you it had a pretty good impact on it. And enough so that, yeah, it would have been worthwhile advertising. It's it's probably one of the best case studies of something like this there is because it truly is something I like. I go there on a regular basis. I told as many people as I could possibly tell about it. And it's come back. So... So, you're not going to you're not going to get that from radio. I mean, when when Lars Larson gets on in the afternoon, he says, you know, he says, you know, what's really good right now is gold, and he tells you about the you know whatever gold place he's hawking at that that minute. He's not doing any of that. He doesn't make enough to have any gold. So uh, Verso in the chat room said it's engagement. It's engagement with your listeners. It's saying I had this Parker's waffle, and uh, it was great, and uh, you should uh, go check that out. So I mean I guess what you're telling me is it's it's really the client story. It's it's like you're saying that look you know if if this is your product and if we have a relationship with your product I will uh I will talk about it and I will talk about it from a personal level and the people who are listening to me will listen to that. And we'll probably try your product out. Um, I mean, that that's what it seems seems like you're saying to me. So, you know, if I'm an arms dealer and I want to uh, I want to advertise on PDX Socks because I make really cool weapons that kill children in like you know Somalia, <laughs> um, I may not get that that buy. Not unless I had happened upon your 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 particular gun and really fancied the way it did its intended purpose. <laughs> nice. Which you know, I, you know, I'm not going to, but it's yeah, it's it really is sort of a 
I really want to not be lying when selling a product. I don't want to hear an advertisement. I, I want to tell people the things I like and do those companies or those individuals or you know people making products or delivering services some good because I already like them. And if that makes a win-win situation for everybody, then hey, great. So what, I mean, that's that's the ultimate. So what goes around comes around, and um, I think it's interesting if you go back in history to the early days of radio and the early days of television, when that technology was like our technology is today, when it was brand new. People were running out and buying these newfangled things called radios. And then later they went out and bought these newfangled things called televisions. And and keep in mind, radio and television didn't broadcast 24 hours a day, right? Mm-hmm. You've all, we've all seen these pictures of the family sitting around the radio for for the Jack Benny hour or whatever, or, and then later, uh, sitting around the, the, the TV to watch your show of shows or whatever. I mean, it, this was not a 24 hour medium at all. And, you know, we're probably arguably technologically, there's a, there's a lot of options on the web and you could watch streaming video and streaming audio, listen to streaming audio all, all day. But what I find interesting is that, when radio and television evolved to the point of mass marketing of research and the lowest common denominator and millions of viewers or listeners per show and, and trying to gauge that audience somewhere along the way, they lost something. If you look at the early days of radio and television, those shows were sponsored by specific sponsors. Granted, they were probably, you know, uh, cigarette companies or, you know, whatever. But, you know, people liked to smoke cigarettes back then, and they enjoyed the the wonderful flavor of, you know, whatever. whatever yes. cig- yeah, whatever the cigarettes were that they were smoking at the time, right? Um, but there was a real engagement there uh, with products. Um the show was branded with the product. People would come out. If you actually watch, I don't know, have you, have you watched any of the, like the really old television or listen to like really old radio? It's fascinating. Um, you know, they, they, they would have people come out and, and really endorse the product and they were the sponsors of that show. It wasn't like, you know, 20 commercials. It was like this, this brand is sponsoring this show, mm-hmm. you know, much like when I, when I, uh, listen to PDX sucks, I know everything there is to know about, uh, Parker's waffles. I have yet, I have yet to have a Parker's waffle and God dang it. I really want one because what I've heard on PDX sucks. I'm dying to have one. Uh, but the hours of operation and stuff don't quite work for me, but, um, but that kind of, you know, strong engagement between your content and that product is is there. It's clear. It's 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 um, you know obviously you like the product. You want people to try it out, and there it is. You know, I mean, how? I guess the question is, how successful are you pitching this vision to other sponsors? Currently, we haven't been. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think a lot of it has to do with we've really been looking at, in terms of time, just sort of going through 2009, doing what we're doing, developing shows along the way. I mean, because, you know, you stop and think about it, we've only been doing this, you know, as PDX.FM for a month and a few days. I mean, it hasn't been that long. Um, and so there's a lot involved that, that we're learning constantly. And I, I don't feel right selling advertising to people or, you know, going out of my way to endorse a lot of products and trying to sell that type of advertising when we just don't know everything. Not, you know, you're not going to know everything there is to know, but I don't feel comfortable with it yet because there, there's so many unknowns still. I mean, we're finding, you know, we, we had a show about, oh, it was two, three weeks ago that it came on and it was, there was so many listeners that it exceeded the bandwidth we had. And, you know, people think that audio bandwidth is, is cheap and easy. It's really not. I, I tell anybody, go to live365.com, try and buy something that's going to deliver 5,000 listener hours a week. And tell me how much it costs you, you know, and then, then quadruple that, you know, in an unexpected way when something just really hits or an audience really identifies with something. It's, it's prohibitively expensive to do it that way. We don't want to be selling advertising when something like that happens and bingo, everything shuts down and, you know, that message doesn't get delivered. Sure, we can deliver it through a podcast, but the point here was is that there was thousands of people who wanted it right then. And had we made that promise, well, yeah, we would have been screwed. You know, radio doesn't have that problem. I mean, they're a whole different type of technology. And, you know, here's an issue that, you know, we hadn't dealt with yet. I mean, we're still learning our way around that. We're learning our way around um, different types of shows, different types of programming. What do people want to hear in the afternoon versus the morning? You know, that sort of thing. And how... What are advertisers' expectations? What can we expect to really consistently deliver to them? And how well do other hosts for other shows take to our idea of, here's how we want to advertise. We want to believe in products. We want you to try and sell things that you would use yourself. Because that's the main difference between what we're doing and what they're used to. And what they're used to is failing. Well, and I I think the other the other thing I'm seeing on my side is that we have the opportunity to bring content that probably is uh, prohibited by broadcast. In other words, you know, broadcast. I mean, bringing your content to broadcast, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of uh, barriers, right? You know, it's like, well, are you bringing me the Portland Trailblazers NBA team? Uh, no, I'm not, but I'm bringing you an audience. Um, and it's that bringing that content and then marrying that to, to the advertiser, you know, bringing that content to the money. It's like, this is your, you know, you're the, you're the, uh, the, the product person. You're the person that, that had that wants to make a buy you have a you you have a certain niche of your product this is your community that you want to sell into and this is very high touch i mean this is this is interactive um and we can bring you that content with your product 
I mean, that's the thing that broadcast, I mean, it's, I don't know what it, maybe, maybe it's just like all the low hanging fruit or, 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 you know, content that doesn't have a voice, advertisers that don't have a voice. It may not be millions and millions, but, uh, add them up, uh, 20 or 30 here and there. And you're actually, you know, making some real money and you're, you're pumping out some, some really good content for certain communities i don't know oh yeah well you know you stop and think about it it's not like radio or tell or you know radio local television or newspapers are hitting millions of people anywhere but maybe in two three markets across the country you know that's that's the only place where they're hitting a million people even that's debatable i mean if you figure that you know there's three and a half million people in Los Angeles or whatever. They're not all reading the LA Times. There's no way. Right. Or not all listening to one radio station. So yeah, it's it's always better to and and I think advertisers, certain types of advertisers will understand that yeah, it's obviously better to have a solid message hit a hundred people that are already open and already receptive to it than to have ten thousand people just ignore it. I mean that that's you know it, it's human nature, but it's it's just not what we've been doing. Not anybody in media, anyway. Not even close. So I uh, I mean I think we we covered this pretty pretty well as far as uh, the advertising, the dollars. The other the other thing that that um, and you know I do want to wrap this up soon, but it, it's the funding side. I mean it's the thing you know keeping us all you know keeping us sustained at this level. While we work this out and we make this um, we make this work, um, I know that recently on your show you mentioned that your principal investor pulled out. Um, how's that affecting you? And 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 you know, again, are you able to survive um, and continue on while you uh, you work this out and 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 keep the the business and keep the startup going? Um, yeah, it, it was, it came more as a shock than anything. I don't, the, the weird thing about that whole deal was it, he was basically paying me versus having a, um, financial stake in anything bigger than that. The plan eventually, and where it really sort of hurt was, is yeah, eventually come the beginning of next year, we had planned all along for, this particular individual to have a lot more of a, a stake in PDX.fm. Obviously, that's not going to happen now. Um, I was actually very relieved in a way because it it meant not having to do things. I don't know. It, I, I I'd like everybody involved currently, the the core three or four people involved. I'd like us to make our own mistakes and learn from them and not and not have this 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 old bastard codger of a man sitting there shaking his, you know, his old weird radio world finger at us and going now, now, you know, back in my day, this is how we did this and, and all that kind of crap. And, you know, frankly, once it had really kind of sunk in about an hour later, I felt much better about it. And I think we'll be better because of it. Um, financially speaking, we'll be fine. We'll, we'll make it to that point where, We'll get through this year. We'll find a way to show people what kind of value is in this, and 
we'll just do that. I mean, that's, I, I, I think one of the things that, that people don't understand about me and it's probably, it's, it's, a, it has a lot to do with the fact that I don't talk about it. Um, I've been a business person and I've been self-employed and I've been successful for the better part of the past decade. I've not worked really for anybody else as anything other than, you know, you want a particular type of job or service done or something like that, you came to me. Um, I've been my own boss for a long time, so long that I don't remember what it's like to work for anybody else, and maybe that's why I was relieved. But so far, we've been exceeding my expectations quite a bit in terms of, you know, how things have been going and just, you know, Half of it is attitude. You know, it's, it's, no, not everybody's, you know, making a killing off this, far from it, but we truly, we sit around here every day and every one of us, at the end of every day, we give high fives and we all sit and talk about how we have the greatest job there is. It's the entrepreneurial spirit. You don't get into this, uh, when you think you're gonna fail, right? It's, it, it's that and it's, I've just been extremely fortunate to be working with the people I'm working with. There's, there's, I can't say that enough. This, for all the credit they'd probably try and give me, it's, I, I, I'd have to give it back tenfold. I mean, there's, it, it's not that Sabrina is the show, it's that she's the heart of a lot of it. And, you know, like Emily Gibson, she's, she's the enthusiasm. And, you know, I'm just this guy that can, you know, do some technical things and, you know, bitch about stuff for 45 minutes every morning. Well, Robert, uh, I think I got to tell you, I think uh, I think you guys do do some really good stuff over there. Um, I'm very encouraged by it. Um, I hope that it continues because I think you're pretty much on. You know, you're pretty much on the verge. You're pretty much doing what what will be. I mean, five ten years from now, it, what you're doing will be second nature. I don't think I don't think anyone will bat an eye, um, and people will say radio. Huh? Uh, people printed news on a on paper, <laughs> really? Yeah. Why would you do that? Yeah. <laughs> um. So I I'm really encouraged, and I uh, I do I do hope you you guys uh, continue and uh, and thrive. Um, I do have to say, um, as we roll out here, we got the music going in. Um, we did secure our first sponsor for Crazy Talk. So, if you bear with me, Robert, I I need to uh, I need to read this. So, can you just bear with me for a minute? Sure. And that is that um, I've been drinking scotch tonight, ladies and gentlemen. But um, I always chase scotch with Will Radix bathtub moonshine hey <laughs> ask for it by name Will Radix bathtub moonshine hey oh, I'll give you a new camera there hey and it's good Robert have you tried the Will Radix uh, bathtub moonshine no but I, I believe I'm going to be able to partake at the 7th uh, Planet Picture Show Absolutely. Later on in the month. So there's my plug. You, me, Court and Fat Boy, we're all going to be hepped up on uh, Will Raddick's uh, bathtub moonshine, I'm sure. 
Well, uh, thanks a lot, Robert, and I hope we can continue with this uh, at some point. Uh, we'll talk again. My pleasure. It's been Crazy Talk. Uh, we'll see you all later somewhere tomorrow night with a new guest. I don't know who it's going to be. Thanks, Robert Wagner. PDX.FM, PDXSucks.com. you got to check them out. Some great, great stuff going on there. See you all later. Good night, everybody.